Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO Radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Thanks for joining me tonight. I have a really great episode lined up for you. I want to welcome all our new listeners who might be joining us this week. I saw a big bump in downloads after good friend of the show, Tony Merkel, gave us a shout out on his podcast, The Confessionals. His show is absolutely top quality. And if you like this show, I recommend jumping on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever podcast platform you use and subscribing to his show, The Confessionals. I'll leave some links to his show in the show notes of this episode. Tonight I have Gavin joining us, and Gavin has had a handful of really interesting Yowie encounters in the state of Tasmania. One of his encounters involves a possible family of Yowie, so keep an ear out for that one. But before we get into that, let's talk about some iTunes 5-star ratings and reviews. Each week, I'll read out a new 5-star review that is left for me on iTunes, so if you want your review read out, simply jump on iTunes and leave a 5-star review and let me know what you enjoy about the show, and I might just read it out on the next episode. This one's titled Interesting and One of a Kind, and this comes in from Neen444 from Australia. To have an Australian-based paranormal and UFO encounter show and to hear people's unique experiences is amazing. The show notes just add another layer of evidence to support believing. Hope this show stays around for a long time and more people share their encounters. Oh, and before I forget, I'm proud to announce that we now have a private Facebook group. If you want to chat to other listeners of the show, simply jump on Facebook and search for Believe, Paranormal and UFO Listener Community. So if you're interested in that, I'll also include some links in the show notes. But that's enough of me talking. Let's get into Gavin's Yowie Encounters. Tonight, I'm joined by Gavin. Thanks for joining us on the show tonight, mate. No, you're all right. There's no worries on that. And uh, you were telling me a little bit earlier that you've actually had a couple of Yowie experiences. Um, do you mind kind of taking us back to the first time you had a Yowie experience and kind of walking us through what happened that day? 
Oh, just many years ago. It's a little place up behind Coffs Harbour, Yearlong Lawana area, and there's a little bushland, old bush they call it. It's called Black Mountain. We just went up there one day, like had a oh, this is long. Oh, just before the um, what do you call it? The um, Port Arthur massacre. I just took a friend up there. I had an old rifle at the time and a gun license. So I thought I'll take this thing up here and just to um, give it a test run. And we were just walking along this really, well, oh, just beat up forestry commission track that was really, really uh, kind of overgrown, but not overgrown, half and half. And I noticed branches pulled down and a lot of bark ripped off. I'm thinking to myself, that's those storms been through here. And my young companion at the time, he's sitting there getting looking to and he goes, we haven't had any big wind storms or anything like that. And, well, all of a sudden, you notice something just moving in the bush and we thought, oh, well, being where we were, might have been cattle in the forest because a lot of cattle used to get in there and that. But it wasn't no cattle, I can tell you that. And, yeah, it was just really weird what happened. We kind of noticed this movement, this blackish, grey kind of, I don't know, it was really, this is going back a few years, and it was looked at us and I, I we had a funny, weird smell. We thought, yep, definitely thought, yep, all the old times were right about these things in the bush and that because a lot of loggers used to talk about stuff like that. And, yeah, we had that horrible smell. I still, you know, I still remember it in a way. But, yeah, I um, really, can I say crap myself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely you can. So first thing I told the young fella was don't run or anything like that because this thing was, way it was carrying on, it was just um, not good. He looked like we might have been in his turf or something like that. It was being a little bit aggressive towards you, was it? Just a wee bit. Like, I reckon he would have had a go or he's protecting a family or you you wouldn't know. And But we just sat there. I didn't really sit there. I just had the rifle in my hand. The first thing I did was let a couple of shots go. And before I told Tony, to um young friend at the time, to um take off, he was already gone. He beat me about by two miles. But I walked backwards, and this thing just took off the other way. Through the scrub, just pushed anything in the side. I think the rifle noise might have scared him, but I think he might have been might have been a family there or he's protecting a family or something like that. But I can tell you one thing. There was a lot of sticks and things just ripped apart in this one little area on this uh, old forestry road. That's all I can remember on that part. And, and a lot of people used to tell us, like one bloke turned around and he told us one day, we were sitting down, having a quiet beer, and he just kind of mentioned it. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, well, I, he shot a kangaroo and he left it on his tank stand. And he came over to see us. We are at the RSL club. And he, well, he kind of spun out when he came and was talking to us. And I said, what's wrong? And he just said, we left the kangaroo sitting on the tank stand. Nothing could have got hold of it. The dogs couldn't have got it because the tank stand was too high. No goannas or anything like that. When he came back, it was gone. And his dogs were hunkered up in the dog pen, like they just didn't want to um, go anywhere. And yeah, but yeah, a lot of mysterious things used to happen up that way. Yeah, that um, so it's a kind of a bit of a an urban legend around that way that there was yowies in the bush there. Yeah, like just um, all the loggers up around the Dorigo, Eastern Dorigo, and places like that. 
like like half of that place up there is like um unexplored really they should have someone up there exploring it putting down sound equipment and that because i tell you it's just like a primeval area in some parts of that rainforest sometimes you hear like you might hear a tree limb fall down you might think it is it could be a wood knock i wouldn't have a clue but sometimes you can hear things going through the scrub but like i said a lot of cattle used to get in there in them days like people used to um Oh, well, the cattle used to get through the fence lines and go through there. But sometimes you weren't sure if it was cattle or something like that. Sometimes if you're out there, you used to smell weird musty smells and things like that, thinking, you know, like it's damp leaves and like mould and stuff like that. But half the time it wasn't. It smelled like dead ruse or things like that. And you'd be looking around thinking, where's the carcass? No carcass around, just always that beating eye feeling that something was watching half the time. Did you get that feeling on the day that you saw the Yowie? Well, kind of, and yeah, in a big way, yeah, in a way. It was like little hairs were standing up, but just, you know, just cold. You know how you get a cold chill on that? And I just thought, oh, a bit of a cold chill. But after seeing that little episode and that and, Oh, I think it would have. I still reckon this day would have went us. I think it was protecting either a family. You might have had a family, a young one, or could have been a female. For all I know, but all I know, we got out of there pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you at all. Um, now, when you saw the the Yowie, do you do you know how big it might have been? No, oh, no, oh, roughly probably eight. Eight, nine. I say it would have been a young one or something like that, or a female or something. I don't know. All I know is that this thing just didn't want us around, and all I knew, I didn't want to be around. <laughs> yeah, right. So about eight or nine feet, you reckon? Yeah, just like a furball, you might as well say. But but it was like in the shadows. You can just work it out because it was like a it was the sun was. I think it was what I remember was like a dusk, just on the dusk, and it was like a hazy shadow. And I thought, oh. What's going on? I just, I knew exactly what it would be, what it was. You could, because of all the old timers, like I was saying, they used to just tell us about things like that in the scrub. When they go logging, they always had that feeling that something was watching them and that, but I don't know what it'd be like these days up there. No, that's fair enough. You said there was a lot of trees broken and a lot of bark missing. Do you think the, uh, the Yowies may have been building a shelter or anything like that? Is that, is that something that the loggers have spoken about before, seeing structures in the bush or anything like that? Well, they've never mentioned structures, or, or they probably would have seen structures. I don't know. But I reckon no bark was marking the territory, like ripping the bark off and that. Okay. And breaking the trees. That's about all I could work out. But I didn't see structures. I wasn't really taking much notice or anything like that at the time. Yeah, it's just when you hear there's a lot of trees broken and, and the bark missing, I'm just wondering if that could have been them maybe constructing something in, in that area. And it could also kind of explain why the, um, the Yowie was so aggressive towards you. Yeah, well, I've, ever since then, I've had looked up a bit about things like that, about structures and that. And, yeah, you're probably, you're probably right. He probably was building something in there, just didn't want nothing around at the time. I think I still remember how to get there, but, yeah. <laughs> And the uh the, that actually that location is it pretty isolated or is it kind of a well travelled um little back path? Well, at the time, like um, used to go to the turn off Black Mountain turn off. You used to it wasn't that far from town called little country village called Loana, 
and you used to be able to go up there. A lot of people, if they're listening to this, might know the area and that up around there. You had Loana, um, Tim, oh, Yulong, Timsvale, and oh, Camp Creek, places like that. But Black Mountain Turnoff used to be able to, to go to the, oh, if you turn to a certain, when you come to the turnoff, you go left, you head to the Little Nimboida River. But when you turn right, you can also come back down that way to Glen Ray and that. There's all these little offshoot forestry roads that used to be along there and that. I don't even know if they're still there, most of them. But, yeah, about yeah, about that. <laughs> Gavin, you said you had another, another Yowie encounter. Do you want to... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Uh, kind of walk us through that encounter. Oh, this one's a beauty. <laughs> Oh, this one is. No lie, no joke, no nothing. This is just a full-on weird one, this one. It was just on dusk. It was. It wasn't in the 80s. I think it was about the end of the 90s or roughly 2000. I can't remember. It was that long ago. But we were sitting at a house in um, Yearlong, and there was a paddock. Like, he had a gully with a creek in it and another house halfway up the road. And a fence line. Well, we were all sitting there just on dusk and that, and I've seen movement over in the paddock, just on the corner where the forest went into the paddock, just, you know, the fence lines. Yeah. Just, just these things playing, like they were looking. I thought at first they were kids. I'm thinking to myself, they're not kids. At all. Could be dogs for all I know. Sitting there watching them, me mate at the time, he was watching them too, and he's going, what the hell is that? And I'm going, I don't know. We are watching them and watching them. And I've got, I bet you they're little yowie baby ones or something, just mucking around for a joke. Yeah, yeah, probably are. Next one, they just cleared the fence, fence line, and, oh, that's fair enough. We sort of, well, might have been dog or something, wild dog or something like that, but there's two of them. They were rolling around and playing, must have been, I don't know what they were really doing, just really playing. They were young, young looking and that, but from our distance, we're about probably 8,000 metres away. Oh, you know what I mean, like distance, on a distance, long distance kind of a thing. Yeah. Just on sundown. But the weirdest thing was they were playing and the next we heard this grunt, the biggest almighty grunt. I thought at first it was a wild pig or a, because there used to be a deer farm up there, and I thought one of the blokes' deers got out one of the stags or something, because they mentioned a couple of times somebody's deer used to get out, but she weren't no deer. Because <laughs> it came crashing through the um, gullies, through the creek and that. And it was grunt. As soon as it started grunting and carrying on, those two little whatever they were went back over to the other side of the fence and nicked off into the, you know, into the... Uh, rainforest or forest or bush or whatever. But this thing was going through the gully. It was ripping whatever it was. You could hear it splashing because there's little bits of water left. We've gone, oh, let's go and have a look. I'm thinking, yeah, 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 all right. Yeah, right. We'll go have a look, all right. And we went 
tore you'd hear it tore up a bank. Don't ask me how it got up this bank because I tell you one thing: a deer wouldn't have got up the bank or a wild pig or a cow because the damn thing was about ten foot high or a bit higher because it was just an embankment off the side of the road cut into the corner of the uh, hill. And whatever it was, it cleared that, got up there, don't know how many leaps it took, and got into the scrub up there and was ripping it apart. And you know, it was grunting and growling and carrying on. And well, I wasn't going to get it out of the car, and it was me, mate. We just, we just thought, man, it's just a big deer. But then we realised that's no deer. A deer wouldn't even jump that high, or a cow, or a bloody pig, or whatever, anything like that. So yeah. Really has going for a few days and that. No one's got much sleep after that. And every morning, we all, every afternoon or morning, someone will go outside the house and look across into the paddock to see if anything was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like uh, it was two little scallywag baby yowies going on there. Yeah, it was just pretty weird, that's all. Like, I don't know, but that incident that I told you on the forestry road and that, I reckon might have something to do with that. He might have been protecting babies and that and they grow on because they've grown up and gone for a wander around or not next family or whatever i don't know but all i know is that someone should get up there and explore that place like literally go bush how far look how far away was this second encounter from the first encounter well the first encounter was uh, i don't know pretty close in a way but not just like i said everything happened on dust it seemed to like this dust and all that but the second encounter was um, pretty far away because you could see the movement and the rolling around, but you couldn't really actually look at them. But they did clear a barbed wire fence, I know that much. Yeah, right. <laughs> when that always happened and that thing, whatever, went for a little terrorising through the um, bushland there and cleared the road and then cleared the, got on that bank, then into the next bush line. And did you say you and your mate? Went and drove down towards where where all this was happening. Yeah, afterwards, after got some courage, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but now Britain had a bit of a look, and we just where it happened. It was a bloody big embankment. Like even you, me, and that wouldn't be able to climb that without like like a few you know strides and that. Like get up it. Not even a cow would get up it or a deer or nothing like that unless you're a mountain goat. But no, nah, this thing, whatever it was, I still remember it. It just cleared that, whatever it was. But we didn't see that one. We only seen the baby ones or whatever they were, the little ones or whatever, rolling around and playing. But the, he must have been the head honcho or something, the male or something like that. I say mum might have been not too far away or whatever, and oh, who knows with them. <laughs> but I know they're does your friend hear the uh, those same noises like the grunts and and the and the yeah, yells? Yeah, right. A bit, yeah, he was sitting right next to me, and we saw oh, both of us going, "What the bloody hell's that?" At the same time. Oh no, I we, mean more so um, since the incidents happened. Um, what up there now? Yeah, I don't know. I've been talking to him for years and years, and I wouldn't have a clue. I don't think he's still up there or nothing like that. Ah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, like like I said, a lot of this happened during the eighties and nineties around that area and that say a lot of things up there, but they're up there. Like I said, it's just the wild bushland. Like, it's tropical. Not like the rainforest you guys have got up north and that. It's like subtropical, like thick, dense. Most of it's got tallow wood in it and possibly a few cedar trees left and things like that. And 
very hard terrain to get into. And I reckon it'd be a terrain where they would, would you know, keep to. Yeah, But definitely. I know they probably, yeah, well, at night they probably would walk the paddocks and that. Sometimes you hear, oh, well, like we heard noises and that and things like that. Like in Moana, I used to live there and had a pine tree area just not far from us. We used to hear weird noises and that, but being a dairy area with cattle and things and horses running around, you just think, oh, well, it's a horse and that or a cow running amok. <laughs> does, it, does it make you second-guess those noises now? does now and then. Every now and then I think about the noises and think, yeah, uh, I don't know, it still gets me. It doesn't get me scared enough. I just, just can't figure it out, that's all. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's fair. Gavin, what do you think a Yowie, Yowies are? Well, what I've read, and I've ever since all that happened, I've read a few things about it. To me, it's just some, I think it's just a lost um, species of, Ape like him and um, giant Apithecus or whatever they call it, it's like an ancient Stone Age thing. It just hasn't evolved in that. That's what I don't know. That's what I think it is. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, there's no wrong answer because in reality, no one really knows what uh, Bigfoot or what Yowies are. So, like what you say is, you know, there's there's no wrong answer at all. So. Well, the legends go from all around the world. A lot of people have said lots of things and that, so who knows what what's out there. Most people might think, oh, well, it could be anything, really. Like a lot of this place, a lot of places, you know, haven't been properly explored in that, like up the Cape and in where I was in that. A lot of cedar getters used to get in there, but they wouldn't go into the big valleys and things like that. Some of the valleys you can't even get into. If you, unless you got a rope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it can it can get pretty thick up that way. And um has your opinion on what these things might be changed since you've had these encounters? No, I haven't changed my mind about them. They're out there. Don't worry about that. They're out there. It's probably why a lot of animals probably go missing. I reckon even knocking humans off myself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean you do hear Quite a few stories of just empty cars on the side of the road and people are missing, so. Yeah, well, that's it. Uh, unless, yeah, unless the Forestry Commission are keeping it hush-hush and who knows, like, they probably, I reckon they probably are keeping it hush-hush because they probably don't want some a heap of blakes out there gun tape and trying to shoot one if they let it all out. Yeah, absolutely. The anarchy in the bush. Oh, well, look, there's one over there, and bang, oh, there's another bloke. I just shot him. <laughs> well, and, and that's the issue, really, because with with this type of, um, I guess, encounter and, and how many hoaxes there are out there, to to go out there and encourage to go, say, kill one of these and bring it in, it's, um, it's, it's a really dangerous thing to do. Well, like I said, they are. Like I mentioned, they, well, this thing was aggressive, the kind of behaviour. And if they can bulldoze a bush down in an old thicket in the gully and a bit of creek down, I don't want to be in its path. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and I don't blame you there, Gavin. <laughs> no, they're too damn dangerous. Oh, they're not. I don't think they're dangerous. Like, they're just inquisitive. They are. They're inquisitive. Like, mankind's ripped it into the bush and that, and there's the Aboriginal legends that used to talk about the hairy man of the bush and things like that. And, 
Well, the Aboriginals could talk about the hairy man in the bush. I reckon they know a lot more about it than what we do. <laughs> yeah, and I, I agree with you 100% there, Gavin. Well, um, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing your experiences with us, Gavin. I really hope someone out there has um has got something from this because they're uh, they're quite unique. Yeah, well, they are. They're a unique species to themselves. But I'll give you some advice out there, people. If you do come across one and it's looking at you, just keep still. Because they recognise if they're like any other predatory animal or anything like that, they'll just walk away. But if you make a move towards them, I say get aggressive or hope you can run. <laughs> and that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.